It is Monday, June 14th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. On the show today, we are talking Brandon Overton's insane dream sweep, a big weekend for Carson Macedo, and Speed Week action from the All-Stars and USAC Midgets. Before we start, though, a quick request. If you don't already, please subscribe to the show where you get podcasts or hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Also, that YouTube like button and podcast reviews help others find the show. Appreciate all of you that tune in regularly. You are why I spend so much time making this happen. Now, let's dive in. If you checked out any of the pre-dream coverage from the various media outlets, you would have heard that with the way it broke down, one driver could walk away from Eldora with $273,000 between the two dreams and the prelim nights. But when that was talked about, I don't know that anyone actually thought one driver would sweep the weekend and walk away with all the cash. Incredibly, though, that's exactly what happened. After winning the Dream 27 prelim night in the $127,000 feature earlier in the week, Brandon Overton kept it rolling on Friday night and Saturday night. In the first prelim feature on Friday night, he slipped past Ryan Gustin on lap 9 and drove away to the $10,000 win. And then on Saturday, Overton moved up quickly from his 7th starting spot, and he stalked early leader Darrell Lanigan through halfway. Then following a restart, he drove by Lanigan on the outside to take the lead on lap 53. Through the second half of the race, though, it wasn't a cakewalk for Overton. He traded the lead with Chris Madden multiple times before Overton took control for good on lap 86. From there, the 76 stretched out and grabbed the weekend sweep by over three seconds. Madden, Chris Ferguson, Jonathan Davenport, and Lanigan completed the top five. It was an incredible performance from Overton, and as well as Motorsports team, uh, did an an insane job to win every feature they competed in over the four days. In a season where we've seen some parity emerge in the dirt late model world, I certainly thought we'd see some different winners this week, especially with guys like Davenport, McCready, and even Larson having had success in 2021. But Overton was absolutely having none of it. With all the winning we've seen from Overton in recent years, his talent was definitely not a question, but now his resume is starting to match what we knew he was capable of. He now has three crown jewel wins in his career, and at age 30, there's a lot of time left in his career for him to do a boatload more winning. Where this uh, weekend ranks in the history of dirt lay model racing, I'll leave for others to comment on, but I do know that the pandemic created a situation at Eldora we may never see again, and Brandon Overton turned it into one hell of an epic weekend. Before we move on to the other racing from the last couple of days, I appreciated Kyle Larson's Overton hat tip on Sunday night. After winning the million-dollar NASCAR All-Star Race, Larson said in his post-race comments that he was glad Overton wasn't in the field to steal the cash from him. Larson went 8th, 13th, 5th, and 6th at Eldora, won the All-Star Race, and is now headed to Ohio for some sprint car racing as part of Speed Week. His incredible season continues as well. It was a big weekend for Carson Macedo and his Jason Johnson Racing number 41 team at Knoxville with the World of Outlaws. Both on Friday and Saturday night, he slipped by Kerry Madsen late in the features to sweep the weekend. On Friday night, it was with four to go following a restart, and Saturday night he did it on the final lap. The wins were Macedo's first at Knoxville in outlaw competition, but this was just par for the course for JJR. Whenever the 41 rolls into Knoxville, Philip Dietz has that thing ready to win. They've now won with Jason, David Gravel, and Macedo at the Sprint Car Capital of the World, including multiple Knoxville Nationals wins. I said this before, and I'll say it again, Dietz does not get enough credit or attention for the job he does crew chiefing that car. Macedo's run well at Knoxville in the past, but this has to put everyone on notice for August that this team will be one to to beat if you want that big money. Besides being two wins at Knoxville for the 41, the weekend also tightened up the World of Outlaws points battle even more. 
Brad Sweet finished a solid sixth on Friday night, but a 16th place result on Saturday left the door wide open. Gravel was able to close another eight points, so the gap to second is now only 48. But Macedo was the real big mover here. The two wins allowed him to chop 44 points out of Sweet's lead. So what was now a 104-point gap to Macedo in third is now only 60. The 16th place finish on Saturday night for Sweet was his worst in an outlaw race since he finished 24th at Knoxville on August 13th of 2020. His average finish over the last five races and less 10 races are both trending down versus his 2021 averages and his averages over the previous three seasons. Over his last 12 races, he has five finishes of 11th or worse. And three guys that have had incredible success at Knoxville in the past in Sweet, Gravel, and Donnie Shots all finished outside the top 10 on Saturday night. It's definitely not what you expect to see from those guys. On the flip side, though, Logan Schuhart is going back in the right direction. He and Sheldon Hoddenshield have the best average finish in the series over the past five races, and Logan now has eight straight top 10 finishes after a tough stretch in April and May that saw him slide out of the top five in points. Looking at the rookie class, Brock Zierfoss was cleared to return to action this weekend, but his bad luck continued. He had a big crash on Saturday night and left with finishes of 19th and 24th. If he didn't have any bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. We still haven't seen Jason Side since Eldora and Mason Daniels since I-70. The Outlaws are back Thursday to kick off a three-race weekend between Iowa and Wisconsin. We're neck deep right now in Ohio Sprint Speed Week for the All-Star Circuit of Champions with two of eight races complete. Friday night at Attica, it was Ian Madsen winning the Speed Week opener over Corey Eliason and pole setter Skylar G. Justin Peck led the first 12 laps, but he made a mistake onto the front stretch coming to lap 13, and that allowed Madsen to slip by for the lead. It didn't look like there was any contact between Peck and Madsen, but I wonder if Peck thought that Madsen dirtied him a little bit out of turn four. I wonder that because two laps later, Peck tried a seriously reckless slider into turn three that had absolutely no hopes of clearing the 11. The two leaders made contact with Peck ending up spun out. Madsen kept his car going and was able to keep the lead. Peck, though, later finished 12th. From that point, Madsen went unchallenged to get his first win of 2021 and fourth career All-Star win. It was his first series victory since 2016. I hate it for Peck, though, because I think he allowed his frustration to get the better of him, and it lost him a shot at the win and at the very least probably a top-five run. On Saturday night at Fremont, Danny Dietrich was dominant for most of the feature, leading 39 of the 40 laps. With 10 to go, though, we had a three-car battle for the lead with Justin Peck and Cole Duncan closing on the 48. Dietrich was able to keep that uh, at bay in the closing laps, but coming to the checker, Duncan made his move. He used the top side in three and four to get some momentum and slipped past Dietrich right at the line to grab the win. Dietrich, it looked like, had to pinch his line off out of four, and it killed his run. The win was the fifth All-Star victory for Duncan and his first since 2018. With two nights now complete, though, Dietrich leads the Speedweek points over Eliason and Cap Henry. In the season-long standings, Courtney's lead is 98 over Ian Madsen, with Hunter Schoenberg 150 points back in third. Ohio Sprint Speedweek continues tonight at Wayne County Speedway. Like I said, Kyle Larson will be in attendance. The other speed week we had going on was Indiana Midget Week, and that racing wrapped up over the weekend. Days and Pursley led the week-long point standings entering Friday at Gas City, and we'd had six different winners through six nights. But good, uh, Buddy Kofoid spoiled the party with a dominating win at Gas City. He led all 30 laps to become the first repeat winner on the week. Emerson Axum and Logan Seavey completed the podium. The win for Kofoid and a fourth for Pursley was good enough for Kofoid to grab the Midget Week points lead by three, headed to the finale on Saturday at Kofoid. 
Kokomo. In that feature, we had great racing in the early going with multiple lead changes between Justin Grant and Logan Seavey in the first 13 laps. But on lap 14, Chris Windham took over the top spot from Grant, and Big Daddy led the rest of the way to get his first win of Indiana Midget Week and second USAC Midget win of the season. Grant and Jason McDougall rounded out the podium. A seventh-place finish for Kofoid was good enough for him to lock up his first-ever Midget Week championship over CV and Pursley. Kofoid's strong finish to the week keeps him in control of the season-long standings as well, with his lead now 47 points over Wyndham. Emerson Axum has jumped from 6th to 3rd in the standings after a strong last four nights of Midget Week, where he never finished worse than 4th. Axum has taken some big steps forward this season, and he'll be a serious threat for wins through the summer. The USAC National Midgets return to action July 11th at Sweet Springs. Other weekend winners include Mario Clauser sweeping the Power Eye War races, Scotty Neitzel swept the IRA weekend, Harley White was again an NRA winner at Limeland, Freddie Raymer won at Lincoln, Jeff Halligan at Port Royal, Dominic Selzy and Tim Cading split the King of the West weekend, Justin Cox gra uh, grabbed the Sprint Car Challenge Tour victory at Placerville, Mark Smith, check this out, he won the 410 race, and I believe it was the first ever 410 race at Action Track USA, but he did it with a 360 motor driving for Mike Hefner. And then Austin Makara was the Sunday winner at Hussets. For more from the weekend, visit tjslideways.com. This insane stretch of racing continues into this week that we've seen lately. Besides Ohio Sprint Speedway continuing, Eastern Storm for the USAC National Sprint Car starts tomorrow at Grandview, and the Summer Nationals kick off tomorrow night at Brownstown for both the late model and modified competitors. So will be plenty to watch and talk about in the coming days. There are two items on the streaming schedule for today, both on Flow Racing. Besides Flow 24-7, Ohio Sprint Speed Week for the All-Stars continues at Wayne County Speedway. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. You can find Dirt Tracker daily where you get podcasts and YouTube. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe and leave a review. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. And you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.